Welcome along for the first time this year, Dr. Kimberly Earle, talking today about ears. Yes, hello, how are you doing? I'm oh, good, nice to have you here. Thank you. Tell us about ears. What are you, what are you going to be? Uh, oh, just ears in general. Ears? Dog's cat's ears, ears, cat's ears. Yep, any ears. We'll just have a what chat about, about ears and keeping about, them healthy. You just hey, mentioned hey, hey, that. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait till <laughs> I introduce you. Please, follow the formatics. And joining us also is Daniel Carrington talking about parrot behaviour. How are you today, Daniel? Hello, Dave. I'll turn you off. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. I'm in control here. I'm fine, thank you, Dave, till I saw you today. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Good to know that you're both well. That's what we'll be talking about. Plus, we'll be taking your calls on 49216216 for Pet Chat at 2 and you RFM. Am I talking? Oh. Yeah, I'm hoping you're going to say something about ears. <laughs> I thought you turned it off. You pushed the button. I thought you turned now, me off again. <laughs> Dr. Kim, just before yes. you start with that, ears, yes. do you know earlier on in the program how Dave Cochran rudely interrupted me when you said ears? I'll just leave that right there with you because we'll continue. We've got a call right now. Joining us right now is Karen from Bolton Point. Hello, Karen. Hi there. Hi, Karen. What can I do for you today? Um, I have a little rescue dog. She's about 12 months old. I think she's a staffy, foxy cross. Okay. Um, she was picked up in um, Narandra, and she's been living on the streets for a few months. Um, I've had her since just before Christmas now. She's a beautiful little dog. She's got a fabulous nature and everything else and adores my other dog, and she even gets on well with a cat. But we just can't seem to get her to get out of that, um, skitty stage where she won't even come to her bowl to eat her dinner unless nobody's around or she okay. won't, every time, every time you walk past her, she gets up and moves and, and yet if you're sitting still and quietly, she'll come for a little pat and everything. Mm-hmm. But to try and put her on a lead, um, yep. she just bolts. You can't do that. Um, and yet if you take her down the park, she'll stay with the other dog and run around and come when she's called most of the time. Okay. But I'm just finding it difficult to get her to learn to love us. <laughs> okay, so one-on-one in close quarters, she's got some anxiety issues and she's not interested in, or she's she's taking a hard time, um, having a bit of time, hard time warming up to the new surroundings. So you haven't had her for very long, so that's the first thing I would say. Before Christmas seems like a while, you know, that's probably six or eight weeks, but that's not yes. very long, so give her a little okay. bit more time. Um, okay. Certainly we know that dogs that have had come from, you know, various situations that aren't um, necessarily favourable, they do have, you know, memory of... Of, of things that have happened in um, previous times, and so she is more likely to be, um, you know, sort of timid, particularly if things remind her of, of past situations. Um, one of the things we do recommend in these circumstances is trying to um, use a, um, a product called Adaptal to try to help reduce anxiety. And I was just having a chat with Danny about this. Um, Adaptal is basically the dog appeasing pheromone. So it's a synthetic um, sort of chemical, but it sort of it, it mimics the natural pheromones that dogs send as messengers to each other that sort of say you know all is right with the world this is a happy experience a happy place and it can help to reduce their anxiety um, and mm-hmm. we know that anxiety actually inhibits learning so by reducing the anxiety you can actually help them to learn better um, and Adaptal is fantastic because it comes in a few different varieties so there's a spray which you can spray onto their beds but I actually prefer um the collar, so there's a collar that lasts for a month and it emits a little bit of um, of the uh, uh, dog-appeasing pheromone as it's being worn, or there's a, um, a plug-in sort of diffuser that, that sends the scent out into the room. Now, you won't smell it. It's only... You know, only for dogs, um, but it can actually help just to be um, to, to send her a message that this is a good, safe place. It's a happy place, and it can help her to adjust a little bit more, um, 
okay. easily, I guess. So that's something. It's it's not really a medicine, but it does help, you know, reduce anxiety. Yeah. I'm sure. And any pet store has that? Yeah. Any of the good pet stores. I'm sure Danny probably has Adaptil. You haven't got Adaptil? No, I haven't got lots the Adaptil of, product. Only the yeah. good stores. Yeah. Well, oh, that's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> lots of vet. Pra- I mean, vet it's, practices have it. Um, because usually it's something that a vet would recommend. Would recommend. And yeah. Vets ha- and vets have it there. They mm. recommend it and then they sell it. So we've sort of stayed out stayed of that out product. Of that. Yeah. But sure, um, sure. I do know of, of the benefits of it. Yeah. Yes. So it's a good product. Um, you can certainly get them online. You need to make sure you get the dog-specific one. There is a cat one, but doesn't work on dogs. Um, you can sp- speak to your local vet. Um, they'll definitely have access to it, and they can give you information on it, and it can be really, really useful. So it's Adaptil, A-D-A-P-T-I-L. It's Pet Chat. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us a call, 49216216, you get to talk to our vet, Dr. Kimberly Earle. I'm talking now. I throw to you. I know, but... Pick the ball up and okay. run with it. I'm kidding. Say okay. something. We're talking about ears today. So, ears. We're talking about ears in our pets, particularly our common pets, dogs, cats, rabbits, things like that. So, um, And they are so different. Some of them are. have real big ears, yep. floppy ears. Floppy ears, stand-up ears. Yep. Fluffy ears, yeah. The, the anatomy of the ear is all fairly similar, you know, regardless of what species you are, human, dog, cat, whatever. Um, and ears in our pets tend to be um, have lots of problems. So we get problems in human ears as well, but um, not many humans will, you know, tolerate some of the things that our dogs and cats will what tolerate. What about cleaning them? Should we try and clean the dog's ears, or is that something that the dog will... Well, the dog's not going to really clean its ears itself. So if your dog's ears are nice and healthy, they're not dirty, they're not red, they're not inflamed, a lot of dogs don't need regular ear cleaning. And I don't, you know, usually sort of mack with it if it's not having a problem. But we do certainly see a lot of dogs that will have ear um, problems, ear infections. The the biggest thing we see is um, either bacterial or yeast infection in the ears in dogs. And one of the more common things we see in cats is parasite infections, so ear mites. Um, they look fairly similar. So to, you know, to the untrained eye, or, or if you're not using a microscope, um, they look fairly similar. So an inflamed um, or infected ear is going to be red. They're going to have some discharge, some dark um, crusty or, or dark um, sort of waxy discharge. Um, sometimes the ear will have pus in it. That's a pretty good sign that there's something going on there. Usually the dog or cat will tell you because they'll be shaking their head or they'll be pawing at their ears. Um, oftentimes the owners re- remark that there's a, a strong smell from the ears, particularly with yeasty ears. They have a very typical sort of odor. Um, and at ears at that stage really do need to have a vet have a look at them. And we usually do some cytology. So we put a little swab down into the ear. Um, we put it on a microscope slide, stain it, um, or look at it with some oil under a microscope depending on if we're, we're suspecting that there might be mites versus um, an infection process there. Um, and then we can actually accurately diagnose what's going on and what course of treatment. Um, lots of people come to me and they say, I've been um, to the vet shop or the, the pet shop or, or the vet. I've bought an over-the-counter cleaner and it just hasn't worked. Some cases it will. Some, sometimes it's just you know that their ears are dirty or waxy and sometimes that will clear it up. But quite often, um, if the dog is painful or sore or if the ear is really smelly, Usually they're past the point where an ear cleaner is going to do the job, and you're going to usually need to have um, a medicated drop that's going to have um, often their multiple sort of drugs in them. They often have an anti-inflammatory in them to make the dog more comfortable, and then some sort of an agent, either an antibacterial or an antifungal, to try to um, kill off the, the agent that's actually causing the trouble. 
um, cats. We get a lot of cats and kittens coming with ear mites. So if you've got a cat or a kitten that's got um, dark, crusty discharge, they're scratching at their ears a lot, they're flicking their head a lot. Um, it, it comes up sometimes as really thick, scaly sort of stuff that comes out of the ears. Um, that's almost always going to be ear mites. There are some um, over-the-counter products that you can get that will treat ear mites, but sometimes they need something a little bit stronger, a more of a prescription sort of product. And rabbits can get the same thing. I saw a rabbit not too long ago uh, that had terrible, terrible thick white crusts in its ears. When we started pulling off some of the scabs, um, the underneath of the ear was just crawling with mites. So um, that rabbit, you know, is going to be feeling a lot better now that we've managed to clean those ear mites out of his ears. Is there many ear care products about? There is a lot. And sometimes with some of the products with ear cleaning, mm-hmm. some don't do the job as well as others. Mm. There's also chemical types and there's also natural types of, mm-hmm. of, of ingredients in these products. So it is good to talk to the expert staff in, in your regular pet store you're visiting about what they're finding really does work. Because there were, were some studies done a few years back by Melbourne University on a lot of these ear cleaning products. And they found with the wax that it doesn't actually, a lot of these products don't break down the wax. They don't break it down. So (laughs) be mindful of which ones you would need to find out that work and as I said talk to the expert staff in your mm-hmm. pet store and the other thing I'd say is with an ear cleaner there are some ear cleaners that are meant um, they have a high acid content so boric acid or citric acid things like that they put in them which is meant to change the pH of the ear to inhibit bacterial or yeast growth now they're fine to use in a healthy ear so if you've got a dog who's a big swimmer and he's swimming a lot you might use that kind of a cleaner in the ear um, in a healthy ear after they've been swimming to help dry out the ear but those acidic um, ear cleaners can be very very painful in an inflamed ear and so not worthwhile um, you know sort of using that because it's going to really upset the dog and you're going to have a harder time medicating them than with a medicated cleaner because they're going to remember that it really hurt the last time you put some drops in so if you're concerned you know it's worthwhile um, you know talking to somebody who who can make a proper assessment of what the ear is doing and the mites as you spoke about the mites I often find with Mm -hmm. customers coming in one of the first things I'm asking with when they can smell something out Mm -hmm. of the ear have you noticed mites Mm. and can mites can be a, a, an issue and cause lots of different problems. Yeah, yeah. Secondary bacterial infections or um, you know secondary to mites is certainly possible. And you can see them if you're looking closely and if there's enough of them around. If you can get far enough, far enough down in the ear, you can actually see the mites moving around with the naked eye. Four nine two one six two one six. If you'd like to give us a call for pet chat, Rod has, and we've got Dr. Kimberly Earl listening to you right now. Rod. Hi, Rod. How yeah. can I help? Yeah. G'day. I have a uh, Great Dane cross. She's about eleven months old. Yep. And she is very destructive. She is tearing our house apart outside. And I'm wondering whether it is purely a teething issue. Right. Or whether it's just bad manners. Okay. Um, She's eating all all of the timber furniture, (laughs) uh, our our furniture around the pool. Yesterday morning I woke up and I found that she'd ripped all the bark off of a a tree that I'd taken 12 years to grow. Yeah. She's just, she's just, it seems seems to be mainly a teething issue, but yeah. I... I, I Usually, usually by 11 months of age, they've actually got all of their adult teeth in place already. I'd be very surprised if she had any baby teeth remaining. So it's probably not a teething issue. It does sound to a certain degree like, like normal puppy behavior, but maybe, um, to the extreme end. Um, 
in these cases, I often find that some of these destructive behaviors are because we're not um, we're not exercising the dogs enough at this age. So puppies at this age are a bit like uh, teenagers. They don't need to sleep quite as much as they used to. Um, their energy level is pretty high. They, they need um, some pretty constant um, stimulation. And often they need to have a bit of a job to do. So in these sort of instances, um, your dog needs to have at least two walks a day um, to try to limit that. And some pretty good ones. Hopefully she's good enough that you can... Um, find a, an off-lead area to sort of run her, or if yeah, you're on a property. Well, I, I don't know that that's an issue. She's on 20 acres, and yep. she's off all day, and, and all she yeah. does is run all day. She is <laughs> running, okay. Uh, she, she, she's built like a whippet. She's quite thin, so yep. she... She eats like a horse, but she uses okay. all of her energy. Right. So then the other thing to do would be to give her a job to do. And the easiest way to do that is to um, make her work for her food. So no more food in a food bowl. You need to put it into um, some of the, the Kong toys. It sounds like for her you're going to need to get some of the great big um, black rubber Kong toys. Um, you might need a few of them, which is they're a little bit pricey, but they're well worthwhile doing. So a really big one because she's a great Dane cross. Um, and you might look at getting two or three and feed her in those. And what I usually do is just to put dry biscuit food, put a bit of hot water, let it sit for 15 or 20 minutes and freeze it overnight. And hopefully you have enough that you can sort of rotate um, sort of through it that way. There are some other plastic sort of toys that you can get to put the food into that are sort of like puzzle boxes for them to get out um, the food out of it. You just need to make sure with a dog like her that they're... um, that she's not going to just like sort of bite through it and crunch it up and, and things like that. One, one of the things with the Kong toys, a great suggestion is to actually get three or four of them and yeah. hide them around the and yard around where the she yard. plays. Yeah. The first time, first few times you do it, she can see where you hide them. But later on, once she's learnt the routine, don't let her see you hide them. And that way she sniffs them out. So she's mm-hmm. actually working. She's making her brain work, her sense of smell work to try and find them. And that's keeping her busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can be really, really useful. Um, the other thing that I would say is, um, you know, make sure you've got some really good sized um, chew toys for her. Um, you can get some... Um, Nylabone type toys, which are, you know, sort of synthetic bones um, that can can be really sort of good, hard sort of plastic that these guys can chew on. And even big chewers, you can get them in a nice big size. Um, and those can be really beneficial because then they hopefully will transfer some of that destructive stuff um, from your furniture onto the bones and into the Kongs. All right. Good luck with that, Rod. Thanks for giving us a call. 49216216 for Pet Chat at 2NURFM. Chris is with us right now for our vet, Dr. Kimberly Earl. Hello, Chris. How can we help you with your cat? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Kimberly. Um, my cat is a 10-year-old dissexed male. Mm-hmm. He's a ginger tab. Now, he's, all his life, he's been very, very stressful. Um, you know, he would stress out at the slightest thing. Uh, but I've noticed in the last few months, he, um, he seems to be sleeping quite deeply when he does go mm. to sleep. Okay. You know, when you, when, you know, they're, they're asleep and you pick yeah. up their paw and it drops. And he's not noticing. It's, okay, he's yeah. Not, or if I walk on the deck and he back to mm-hmm. the deck and he's okay. asleep, he's not um, aware. aware. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if I... Um, if it's just age-related or it could I be. be concerned. Yeah, it could be. Um, we certainly do see some hearing loss in some cats as they get older. We also see dementia-type symptoms in dogs and cats, so cognitive decline, and that is certainly a possibility as well. 
Um, there are some metabolic conditions as cats get older that might cause them to slow down and be more lethargic and less responsive. Um, so, you know, it, it might be just a normal old age change, but in this circumstance, an older cat, it's always worthwhile having them checked out by a vet. Mention your concerns. Um, they can have a look through the ears, make sure there isn't any kind of secondary infection, things like that, that's preventing him from hearing you. Um, and, and check out and make sure there isn't, you know, sort of obvious signs of metabolic conditions that are, that are changing his alertness level. So I would have him checked out. It might just be normal old age, but it could be something else as well. Okay. Thank you for your call, Chris. Hopefully that helps you out. Bring us back in a couple of weeks and let us know how you go with that. Now, here at Pet Chat, do we know, is there any dog shows on this weekend? Yeah, there's no dog shows this weekend at the dog show grounds in Hillsborough and no doggy events as well that I can report, Dave. Okay, well So done. we'll wait for another week. Well done. And just to finalise with you, a topic today is ears. Anything you wanted to add as a last moment to think? Um, if you're in doubt, if you think your dog's ears or cat's ears are painful, go and see your local vet because ear problems can be really, really long-lasting and chronic if we don't get on top of them right away. Okay. Well, it is a good topic. I don't think we've spoken about ears for, no. for a while. Or, yeah. mm. Yes, that's oh, a good well. one. Yeah, maybe it's because you keep on cutting people off. <laughs> only you. <laughs> only you. You're the only one. So it's thank so you nice to be back, it's by good the to way, have you back. for the new year. Can't believe we're into February and it's your first one. So I know. there you go. So thank you. Good to have you here. Uh, we'll catch up with you in a few weeks' time. Yep, a fortnight. And we'll have Pet Chat back again. Thank, thank you, Daniel. You, good to have you, you here too. Julie Tolliday's back next week for me. Always good. And yes. our first one with Julie Tolliday. First one with Julie. Week. That's it. Okay, that is Pet Chat. We do it of a Wednesday between midday and one. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you for our calls today.